When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy New Year from my friends over at Manscaped. The ball has officially dropped, but that doesn't mean you have to drop the ball on your balls. It's time you bring sexy back into 2022 and step your game up with Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped to help them ring in the new year with the right tools for the job. Go to manscaped.com and use the code SPURS20 for 20% off and free shipping. It's a new year, a new you, and a new you means no pubes. Go and get the Performance Package 4.0 with a signature lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmers designed to trim hair on loose skin. You'll also get the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, a moisturiser and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. And that's not it. They're throwing a shed travel bag to keep your goodies stored comfortably. Speaking of comfort, the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs are also included and will bring your boys down south to the next level. You'll also get the beautiful refined cologne offers a light and yet masculine pleasing fragrance. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SPURS20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code SPURS20 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Hello, welcome wherever you are around the world. It's uh, another edition of the Spurs Show. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Tonight, we're going to be looking back at the uh, abject performance at Stamford Bridge. Another abject performance at Stamford Bridge. Uh, another abject performance at White Hart Lane against Morecambe, I thought. We're going to look ahead and, and try and, and some bit of optimism tomorrow night's second leg against Chelsea. And then don't, don't worry, later on this week, there'll be a second show, a special show previewing the game against the Woolwich Wanderers. Uh, joining me tonight, three stalwarts at the Spurs show. Firstly, the uh, screenwriter, producer, Jeff Pope returns. How are you, Jeff? Good evening. Very well, thank you. Nice to see you. Also, the, another author uh, and also uh, on the uh, board of the Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust, Mr. Rob White returns. How are you, Rob? I'm good, mate. Yeah. Yeah, good. Very well. Very well indeed. And also TV producer from ZigZag TV, Danny Fenton. How are you, Danny? I'm feeling good. Feeling good? Mm. Don't worry, well, that will soon go. Give <laughs> us 10 minutes, you'll be suicidal. Uh, right, well, let's uh, well, let's crack on. Uh, two games to talk about. La- on last week's show, we were quite optimistic against Chelsea. Uh, we all kind of said, you know, we'll take a 1-0 deficit. We might be able to get a draw. And yet again, Jeff, when it comes to these huge, huge games... We, we balls it up within five minutes. Was it three, four, five minutes gone? We were goal down. Uh, and then we sort of got back into the game and then another stupid goal. And I, I mean, I think only the most optimistic Tottenham fans would be going to the lane tomorrow going, we can turn this around. What do you think? I don't know. I think I think we can. I mean, it's a fun... It, it, it's... It's it's since I... It's been a while since, since the last uh, pod, mm. podcast I did. And sort of tremendous upheaval, um, but I, I, I don't. I, I'm just got an inescapably ebullient feeling about Spurs at the moment, and um, 
you know, when when do we ever score a last minute winner? You know, uh, uh, that uh, against Watford, Sanchez. Um, when does that ever happen to us? It never happens. It's always against us. So I don't know. I just have a feeling that that whatever it is, Conte has got it. And if we had if we had to lose one, then the the one to lose would be a cup game. Mm. Um, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, well, that's that's a good chance for us to win something this season. But I've just laser locked on on the, the the Premiership, and I I have a feeling that that it's it, it's what the appointment of Conte. The thing that I find most fascinating is is you just get this glimpse into what it is to be a top level manager. I mean, you know, um, Mourinho. We all, you know, we all thought was a fantastic manager. Uh, Nuno, very competent manager, but failed. Both failed. You have to say pretty miserably. Um, and, and I suppose the same might be true of Conte, but I don't know. There's something about him where you... And I, the only thing I can think of is that surely every manager wants, says to his players, run, run harder. And then they've got a, a, te- a, a, you know, a technical over, overlook. But just that run, try harder, try harder in training, get up and down the pitch more. Um, I, I guess what that's about is you've got to want to do it rather than just do it you know, almost by default because you're a professional footballer. And that's what I think is the difference. Somehow, Poch had it and I think Conte's got it. I think that he's getting, he's getting them to, to push themselves that bit harder. To They're not quite there yet, but to work harder, to run harder, and they're doing it because they want to. So I'm optimistic about um, tomorrow night. I mean, Rob, we, we, we can't... Oh God, I mean, I, I'm not pretending fair. We can't play any worse than we did uh, in in the first leg. And my my main concern is, and I, and I agree with Jeff. I mean, I think generally the football's been good under Conte and 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 very very workmanlike. The last couple of games, though, there's been a blip, and whether that's because of injuries, Dyer's out, Sun's out, um, certain players with the big games have been shown up. I mean, obviously, you know, the errors from. Uh, Pretty much Tanganga, uh, really. I think for for both goals, and you know Kane still not firing a hundred percent. I mean, in saying that, I remember Rob. Was it two thousand and two? Was it under Glenn Hoddle where we weren't doing that well then, and Chelsea were on fire, and out of nowhere we turned it around and beat them five one in the semi final. So I mean, it's it's doable. Yeah. But what's your take on it? Well, uh, thanks for setting me up to follow Jeff's unbelievable optimism. <laughs> that's that's brilliant. Set me up for a fall. Um, I think I sort of I reckon I don't know whether the last two games were almost a reminder of, of it was like um, you know Christmas past type thing, um, and, and I think it was this reawakening of, of actually there's a there is a big gap. You know, even the most rose tinted um, Spurs fan would 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 agree that there is a big gap. But I think the frustration for most people last week against Chelsea, and it's a cliche, but there was a lack of fight and a lack of desire. And I even found myself, you know, the last 70 minutes wishing that we were back for, with the Battle of the Bridge, basically, just running around kicking people. And <laughs> I, I was saying as I was watching it, you know, God, and I never thought I'd hear myself say this, but please, could we just get Lamella back just to kick somebody and to stamp on somebody's hand, you know? Um <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's it's not beyond the realms of expectation. And if I can, you know, sorry, Danny, I'll 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 steal the last cliche left in this conversation. It just takes one early goal tomorrow, yeah. and you know. Um, I'd like to see Ziyech's face. It could, it could be Chelsea's early goal. early goal, and I think there'll be a stampede out the stadium. That's yeah, the thing, isn't it? Um, I just think, you know. But, you know, we, we, we remain we remain positive and we remain optimistic on that, I think. Mm. Danny, I think I think the, 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 the fans tomorrow are key. Uh, again, watch, you know, reading people on social media. I think people are going to be up for it. They're going to get behind the team and hope. That will help the team respond. I mean, we've got nothing to lose. Um, if we get that first goal in the first 15 minutes, it's game on. How, how do you think he's going to set up tomorrow with, with the players he's got at his disposal? Well, I think the... Um, I actually thought the tactics were really bad at Chelsea away. I mean, I think it's all very well saying he's a, he's a great manager. And, you know, normally you get me on the show because I'm a delusional optimist and I always see the positives. But... I actually think for a few games we've been going backwards. You know, I was unfortunate enough to go to Southampton away and to Watford away and to Chelsea away. And it's it's been a slow creep. You know, we've been, you know, Southampton had all the possession in the first half. It was only, you know, most of the games, it's only thanks to the other team having a player sent off that we've actually stood a chance of, of getting a result. So I think the the disappointing thing at Chelsea was how negatively we set set ourselves out um and you know even in games when the opposition have had a player sent off we've still stuck rigidly he's stuck rigidly with five at the back I suppose the only saving grace at Chelsea was that we only lost two nil you know I think that's you know we should have lost by a lot more and even though I am a hopeless optimist on the journey over to Stamford Bridge in the car I was discussing with my son and my friend, uh, what score would make us not want to go to the second leg? And we said anything over 3-0 wouldn't be worth going. So 2-0 sort of felt like a result that we could come back from. Um, I hate to be a stato, but 29 times out of 30 times when a team's had a 2-0 lead from the first leg of the semi-final, they've gone through. Tramir Rovers being the only team yeah, overturn so, that against Aston Villa. The stats are against us. I mean, yeah. as far as getting the fans behind us, I mean, the fans were really behind us for four minutes thirty at Stamford Bridge. I mean, we had an amazing, <laughs> amazing support for the first four four and a half minutes. The fans actually were really good at Stamford Bridge. You know, throughout the mm. game, they got behind the team. There wasn't much to get behind. I think, you know, Rob said it. It's a bit. It is a bit of a cliche. If we score first. And the fans get, and then the, it gives us more momentum, and the fans get behind us. We've got a chance. If they score first, I think it will it will deflate us. Um, I can't see them not scoring, mm. which means no away goals in the competition anymore, is there? No. In fact, the last year before away goals was the last time we played in the semi final. We lost there two one. Would have gone through an away goals, but with the luck of Tottenham, they did away with away goals that year. We went out on penalties. Yeah. So. Uh, it's a, it's going to be really, really tough. I would like to see him go all out for it. Um, I'd like to see us not play five at the back, and I'd like to see Lacelso play. Um, really? I'd Why? Like... Are you a Lacelso fan? Um, because I think he's got creativity. He's got the mm. ability to open up a defence. 
Now, we haven't got Son. Um, it looks like Bergwijn's on the way out. You know, we're very reliant on, on Mora and Kane. But if you don't give them any supply, we haven't got any chance of scoring. So I, I, I would like to see the Celso start. I'd like to see Wink start. I mean, I know, you know, I've had a, an epiphany with Winks. I, I feel like suddenly there's a player in there who can pass the ball forwards and run with the ball. I think Hoiberg was awful the last couple of games. I think maybe he's knackered, but he just doesn't have any creativity. And what's the point of playing him and skip, skip together, as far as I'm they concerned? Got win. You, know, you play five at the back, you play them two in midfield. You, you're starting with eight, eight defensive players. So mm. I, I think start Winks, start the sell side. Um, but Jeff, Jeff, the, the, the issue really, again, is who would have thought even last season... When Eric Dyer doesn't play at the back, you're you're in trouble. The, the problem with no Dyer is that Sanchez without Dyer doesn't play particularly well. The second goal against Chelsea gave him such a stupid free kick on on the touchline, and as soon as that as soon as you gave that away, I sat there going, "Here we are, we're we're in trouble here." And again, you kind of look at the defenders at our disposal. I don't think he'll play Rodon. Uh, I'll be surprised if he plays Tanganga. Maybe if he does go for at the back and goes Davis and. Uh, 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 Sanchez, possibly. Romero, uh, back in training. Romero won't be available. He might be on the bench maybe for uh, Arsenal. But, I mean, that's the concern, isn't it? Who who marshals that defence against? Lukaku, Lukaku will start. I'm sure Lukaku will start. The legend of Chelsea is that Silva and Kante, who missed out last week due to COVID, could be back. Uh, we won't know until tomorrow. I think, I think the... Um, I, I, I agree with the guys. I think I don't think it's ludicrous to, to to suggest that we can we can score two goals, but but not conceding is going to be the issue. Um, and and um, it's funny how Dyer has has suddenly become so so key to our um, to, to our team. Even though you know I hesitate to pour any praise on him because a few couple of weeks back. Conte says he can become one of the best in the world. And, and then that terrible uh, uh, trying to be Beckenbauer gave the ball away and West Ham score against us. Um, but no, and, and, and Sanchez is the really interesting one because there was a little spell prior to, um, um, to the last couple of games, but there was a spell when you suddenly thought, wow, Sanchez and Dyer. I was getting the Toby and... Um, um, uh, um, Jan Vertonghen mm. kind of feeling back again. Um, I, I so yeah, defense is the Tanganga always seems to have a, a, a big mistake in him somewhere. Mm. There's that fear, there's that fear you, yeah, you see him when he gets the ball and he can't wait to get rid of the ball. Do you remember yeah. when he, do you remember the first time he came on my radar anyway? It was against uh, Liverpool, yes, and he completely roughed up mm. Mane brilliantly, just. You know, and you look at him, you think he's got he got the pace, the physicality, but but I don't know. It's a bit like Sanchez. That's the problem. They both seem to have this horrible big mistake in them somewhere. Although Sanchez has been playing well of late. Um, as the as for the, the the thing that's really curious is is Winks. I agree, Winks. That's been it's been amazing to watch him almost be reborn in front of our eyes. You know. Gets the ball, turns, and he's looking forward. Great. Um, although Skip has been playing uh, rather well in, in the attacking uh, half of the pitch. But um, 
the one that the, the thing that confuses me is I thought Bergwine, Allian, and and Ndombele, they all seem to suddenly hit a new peak under um, under Conte, and then then he doesn't pick them. And they, I, I suppose they must just not be doing it in training. I mean, how else do you pick a player? But Suddenly he 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 brings Ali in for two games and, and he looks a genius. You're thinking mm, actually he's getting he's almost yeah. like the old Ali. Yeah. And then he doesn't pick him and then Yeah. So it's not it's not conceding is going to be our issue. Yeah, Rob, we'll come back to Chelsea later with predictions, but I think it's important when you look at you know our, our B team effectively, when he rests players, we have a certain team that play in the Europa Conference League. Played against Morecambe. I mean, Rob. Uh, 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 again, I, 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 hands up. I didn't go to the Morecambe game. I did watch it, but um, I, I didn't actually uh, attend the game. And I'm kind of glad I didn't because for 70 minutes, it was pretty awful, and we looked very average against a League One side. And again, this is the concern that, if you're honest, our squad isn't good enough to compete at any kind of level, and there's a lot of players he's got to ship out who are on big wages, and my concern is who wants them, who is going to take them. You know, if I'm earning 100, 200 grand a year, I'm under contract, I'm, I don't need to go anywhere unless someone's going to match those wages. And and this is the the kind of leftovers of the sort of Pochettino era that, that's still there. And if it wasn't for... I mean, I know he said he meant the goal, Rob, but I don't think Harry Winks meant that, that, that goal. I thought it was a cross... And then the player was dispossessed on the halfway line for us to go 2-1 up. That aside, I mean, that's when their legs went. But, I mean, it was looking like a real cup shock for a while, wasn't it, at the weekend, Rob? It was, yeah. We managed to make Morecambe look like an Eastern European team that nobody <laughs> ever heard of from nowhere that everyone had ever been to in their lives. Um, and, and, again, I think as we as you were talking there, I, I, my, my brain was sort of, um, as you guys previously were talking, my brain was racking to think of options. And, and actually... We keep coming back to it. it is a bit like the well Pochettino to use Pochettino's furniture um, analogy that he gave ages ago. It's a bit like that stuff in you know when when people come around at Christmas the the furniture you've got in the in the garage that you bring out that's actually not good enough. <laughs> and it is a bit like that. And I don't know. I don't quite know. And it, it's difficult because you you do sort of think well. Yeah, I think we've all now, hopefully, I gave up a long time ago, but given up on, on Dombele. Um, and I think, uh, sadly, Delhi probably still needs to move on and La Celso. So we've got three players in those in that position. Three big players who, who you know. Who, you know, if you want your career, if, if we want a creative midfielder, there's nobody there. And actually, it's almost, uh, it's pure, pure Tottenham to have those three players playing so badly or not even playing at all. At the same time, it's it's sort of um, so. It's interesting, and it's, it's it's interesting to hear what Conte's saying. I don't, you know, uh, uh, but I don't I don't quite know because Sunday proved perfectly that that there's there's no, that even the, the first eleven there, there are nobody there's really nobody that, that that makes that much difference when they come in. So you're sort of stumped a bit as a coach, I think, and and it's almost it's shocking. To say it's a it shocking, though, isn't it? It's this, we're, is we're a, this is a top, top British football club. Yeah. And yet for years, we, we're having the same conversation. Well, There's no one can come on to change the game. It, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's scandalous. I, I, I didn't realise until somebody posted the other day, I think it's six, trans, six, is it six years now or six transfer winners since we bought a striker, yeah. which was uh, Janssen. 
The last, yeah, the last striker was Vincent Janssen. The one before that was Lorenzi, which I think was a loan initially. Uh, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's shocking. It, it's, it's incredible. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Dan, Danny, let, let's, 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 let's come to you now. Uh, I mean, the, the tanking John Bello thing. Now, I know a lot of people went, give him time, he's got injuries, but now we've got, we've had Conte clearly doesn't fancy him. Nuno didn't fancy him. Mourinho didn't fancy him. Pochettino didn't fancy him. What is it about our club that can go out and get quite an unknown player? He had one good Champions League camp against Lyon. He's on £200,000 a week, our most expensive signing. <clears throat> you only have to go on, 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 on Google to see that when he was at Guicomp, his first team, he, his coach thought he was lazy. He couldn't get up for it. There's, he's had previous. So... Sure. Who are the Tottenham scouts when you're paying this kind of money in a company? Surely they're checking out what their attitude is, what like off the pitch, who they hang out with, what his fitness is like, what his injury problems is like. Surely we do this stuff because, it, on you know, the way I look at it, it looks like we, we do none of this. Well, look, I mean, no, no signings are guaranteed success, as, as we've seen many times in the past, particularly when we sign strikers. I think... He was seen as a very skillful player. He is a very skillful player. Mm. I mean, he's what I call a playground footballer. He's got lovely, you know, tricks. Um, he should be on YouTube doing tricks rather than on a football pitch. Um, but, you know, if you look at his YouTube highlights, he looks an amazing player. And I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up at one of those big clubs that he aspires, or so, so-called big clubs that he aspires to be at, you know, the Juventus, Barcelona's, Real Madrid's of this world. He clearly doesn't fancy it there. Uh, yeah. You know, his mates, Sissoko and Aurier, are gone. gone. Yeah. Um, that walking off the pitch was that extraordinary. Yeah. while being booed. I mean, if that isn't, you know, an act of intent to try and force himself out, I don't know what is. And it's, it's just a waste of space. I mean, it, you say that it was a shock against Morecambe. Again, sadly, I was there. It was quite predictable. You know, the three players that you knew needed to come off were taken off because they added nothing to the game whatsoever. And the three players who came on won the game for us and they changed the whole dynamic of the game. There was no pace, no intensity in the first half. Um, you know, Ali just didn't look like he knew what he was doing. He wasn't, you know, he, he wasn't even the Milton Keynes Ali. I mean, he was, he was a non-league Ali. He, he, you know, he looked out, out of his depth in his Morecambe. And, you know, I, I, when then Numbelli came on against Chelsea, I had no hope whatsoever that he was going to change the game. I mean, all he does is, is he, he falls over. <laughs> he just falls over on a regular basis. So I think that is the last we'll see of Ndombele. Uh, You know, that, those will be my famous last words. He'll start against Chelsea tomorrow, score a hat-trick. But no, I think we've seen the last of Ndombele. Sadly, you know, like Rob said, Ali... You know, he's had more comebacks than Muhammad Ali and he, he really, he's, he, he's never going to make it back for Tottenham. I don't know what's gone wrong with him, but since he rebranded... And what about the Celso? I mean, a player that I've, 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 I've never rated. I find him very, very frustrating. No, personally, I would hold on to the Celso. I think, like Romero, Romero even to more extreme, we've never really seen the Celso have a run of games where he hasn't got injured or gone on international duty or got COVID, or had a party. But, you know, we've never really seen Lo have a run of games. Every now and then, he, he has cropped up and done something. I remember he scored that goal against Man City. 
Um, and if we're going to get rid of Ndombele, hopefully, and Ali goes, and we, you know, we, we, we're going to need somebody like Lacelso in the squad. Just going back to Tanganga, I mean, I, I feel like I'm trying to defend him, but he's incredibly enthusiastic. He, as, as, as Jeff said, he started brilliantly against Liverpool. I remember the, the Middlesbrough Cup game, he bombed down the line, taking players off. Against Chelsea, he looked like a rabbit in headlights. I mean, he didn't want the ball. He was trying to get rid of the ball at the earliest opportunity. But I think there is a player in there and there is a player worth working with. Whether he's got the big match temperament, you know, as we saw against Zaha when he got sent off, he seems to, he seems to not have that concentration level that is required at the highest level. But I do think there is a player in there. And I, 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 I don't think we'd get much money for him if we got rid of him. So I, I'd rather keep him as a squad player. Mm. Well, look, let, let's go to a quick break. And when we come back, we're, we're going to focus on uh, the transfer window, uh, who we think we'll move on, who might come in, uh, and we'll get uh, your predictions again. Chelsea. Back after the break. And we're back for the break. Uh, just to remind everyone, for premium content, including a daily news show, ex-player interviews and original documentary series on Spurs, go to patreon.com slash Spurs show. Support our show in the process. Our Spurs show season ticket events are starting again for the new year. Uh, end of January, we've got ex-Tottenham manager David Pleat with us. They're always great nights and a lovely small uh, little snug in central London. Go to season.spurshow.net, sign up. 10 quid a month gets you and a mate into the event. Five or a ticket, well worth it. Uh, if you're on social media, follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and leave us a nice review. And I'd like to give a shout out to Joe Kane. Hi, Joe. Joe is a season ticket holder with the Spurs show. Uh, it's been ill recently. Uh, Joe, we wish you well and hope uh, you, you battle back and we see you at the lane uh, soon as possible. Uh, Jeff, let's talk about the transfer winner. The latest rumours coming in is there has been a bid from Ajax for Stephen Bergwijn, less than what we got him for. Stephen Bergwijn, 24 years old, started with that great goal against Man City on his debut, has his in injury problems, has gone downhill. I don't think he's ever recovered from that miss Anfield. We had that great chance to score with the keeper to beat and hit the post. Since then, we've barely seen him. He's one player looking to possibly go. Undumbele will go, but who will match his wages? Probably if he, if they do ship him out January, it'll be a loan deal with a view to uh, a permanent uh, signing. The same with Deli Ali as well. Uh, players coming in, the only one that most journos all seem to agree on, a bit of a left field one, Adama Triori, who we were linked with in the last transfer window. Apparently Wolves wanted £50 million. That's now gone down to £20 million. Latest reports is we're not even offering him that. Rumours that Conte sees him as a decent wing-back Certainly could be an improvement on Emerson Royal, who's only 20 years old, literally can't cross the ball for Toffee at the moment. Uh, any, I mean, does he appeal to you? And do you think those players I've mentioned should be moved on? It's, it's interesting. <laughs> they can't cross. Please, <laughs> can someone cross? Um, OK, I, I can't shake off um, feeling that that there is a brilliant player in Ndombele. Um, and that maybe maybe he sucks up too much of the wage bill and that's why it makes sense to, for him to go. But that's that ball he played through 
to Kane against Liverpool. And, and just the, 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 the fusion of incredible strength, pace, and incredible skill is so rare that it's... it's but if, he, if, he, if he's not right up there, he's not right up there. Ali, Ali I, 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 I don't understand what happens with, uh, with professional footballers like, footballers like him. Because against Liverpool, he looked almost world-class again, and then he's just gone completely off the boil. What, I don't, you know, someone, I think it was, um, God, who was it? Someone said, one of the summarizers said, uh, there was a, there was, there's, there's a kind of misread of Deli Alley that he's not a, um, he's not a midfielder. He's a kind of number 10, a second striker. And I have to say, when he was in his pomp, it was arriving late in the box. And because uh, he's not got pace, but he's got, he did have timing. So, you know, that, that's where he got a lot of his goals and a lot of his joy. Um, La Celso has been around for quite a while now, hasn't really done anything. I wouldn't, I quite like him. He's very left footed. I wouldn't cry if he went. I read this morning about Lingard. Um, which I think would be interesting. He's 29, though, is he now? And, and apparently he wouldn't go till the summer. It's who can come in now. Apparently, according to Conte in the press conference today, he has confirmed he joined the meeting with Paratici and Levy. Uh, it's bizarre they're not all in there together, but maybe they're going, oh, how much can we tell him he's got to spend type thing? I find it quite surprising with what, January the 11th, so this meeting was on the 10th of January. Levy reportedly has been in the Bahamas speaking to Joe Lewis, I don't know why. I don't know if that was a holiday or not. You know, obviously we know that Enoch, uh, Joe Lewis, Daniel Levy have never put any personal money in. All the money that Tottenham has spent uh, within the club has been money generated. Uh, will they break the mould finally? I, I and the thousands of fans listening all think they should pull up the money. Uh, you know, I, I've already heard stuff that we're in for this Frank Kessie at Milan. We try to push Ndombele on them. And they've gone, you know, well, we're not covering 200 grand. If you want this player out and you want Kessie in, turn around and go, all right, for the next year, we'll pay half the wages. We're already, we're already paying 200 grand. So in my head, in my head, you're saving 100,000 pound a week. Just move him on. And it's that mindset. It's that mindset that if it doesn't change, Conte will be out the door at the end of the season. But Simple surely, surely Conte would not have come. Every, every manager knows that or we, every manager has one or two signings that, that he's allowed, you know, he's given them. And surely that must be the case with Conte. Surely there's no point in getting him in. And, and I'm sure his, his salary is, is very high and his team. That's a huge investment. Why bring all that in and then cut their legs off? Uh, I, I, so I, I, we have to imagine that there is going to be one or two very shrewd signings from, from Conte. Um, it's getting getting people out that will be the problem. You're right. Um, uh, because they're, they're going to be on big deals with us and who'll take them, and I suppose, and Dombele. Although it still, much, it still pains me to, to think that we give up on him because, you know, is this, there could be such a fantastic footballer in there. It makes me sick, the thought that, that he goes off and does it somewhere else. But there you go. So... I don't know. I, I, uh, I know. I, I, Traore is just weird. If he was going to come in, it, it would have been under Nuno. I, I, I'm really surprised that Conte wants him. I mean, these are the rumours. I mean, this might be true, but it, it looks no, like... No, you keep reading about it. Yeah. But my, my take on that is 
if Traore is the answer, what was the question? The, the question is who can replace Bergwijn very simply. Mm. But, but what you're going to get is someone who's faster but still can't cross. Well, that's what I said. It's, you know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> You, you, you're not going to get for, for twenty million. You're not going to get a perfect player. You're going to sell a player that's imperfect, no. and you're going to you're not going to get a player that's perfect. I did watch the extended highlights of the Wolverhampton Wanderers Sheffield United Cup game where he played. He started, and his finishing in the box was awful. However, when he beat a man wide, he was getting the ball in far better than we are, we currently are. So if Conte is thinking, I want him as a wing back, he'll come from deep and beat players. Yes. He'll then stop and, and lift the ball in. I think it will be an improvement. I think twenty million pounds is he's only twenty five, true, are we? Yeah. Uh so I I understand the gamble. Danny, what do you reckon? Do you do you understand that as a possible I possible think you're gonna move? sell a lot of baby oil, that's for sure. Yeah. He does uh, like he does like to uh yeah. He likes to oil up before a game. I I like Troy because I like players who who run at players and he you know he's not afraid to take people on. I think his crossing is is a little bit suspect. I think he's got one goal all season, so he, he you know he's not a great goal scorer. I think he's another Jorge Mendes client, like Matt Doherty. Right. And Paratici's good friends with Mendes, so uh, we we get anybody you know the Wolves don't want anymore. Um, but I I actually would like him because I think he. Will he'll take players away from other players if you, if you which we point. don't do. We've got no one who can beat a player at the moment, and and we no. all love. I mean, I go back to Jose Dominguez and yeah. John Chidozzi and and, yeah. and these wide men who were largely awful. But they certainly entertained us. Huh? Aaron Lennon. Aaron Lennon used to take yeah. people on. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Just don't, certainly, just there's something about someone about someone with the afterburners going past a player and they fall on their ass. It's, it's yeah. wonderful. I mean, you watch you watch Emerson Royal, uh, and he gets to the point where he's going to go past somebody, then he, he cuts back inside and never crosses it. I mean, he look, he makes Aurier look like the, the superstar. He's he really an awful player. And going back to what you're saying about, I don't know how we signed him. Um, but I, yeah, I think Troy would be worth signing at that price. I think he would he would add something. And you know, I don't like to be a conspiracy theorist, but it was really interesting that you know Nuno, his body language before he left, he, he just stood there with his arms folded. He, he must have known that his time was up. When Conte came in, he was so animated, and we loved how animated he was. And I watched him at the Chelsea game. He didn't move. He just stood there with his arms folded the whole game. And again against Morecambe, he stood there with his arms folded. And I, and I am worried. It's the Tottenham way. But we I am ruin, worried. We ruin everyone. But I am worried. You know, just his his his, <laughs> you know, his post match comments after Chelsea and his comments the last couple of press conferences that if Levy does not back him in this window, he won't hang around. No, he really won't hang around to. because doesn't he will demand to be backed. And I, you know, I felt I've got it on good authority. You know. Levy's on a holiday in the Bahamas. He's having he's yeah. building a house there. He's on holiday with the the um, the architect who built the stadium. I, right. I I wouldn't be convinced that he's there trying to get Joe Lewis to open his wallet because I don't, I think, don't think so either. Because they've never done it. Yeah. I thought I thought that the most telling sort of quote today from the Conte press conference when asked about transfers. He stressed he's got low expectations, and I thought, well, you're in the right place, mate. You know yeah. that you've done your homework. 
And the yeah. other the other thing was that he kept stressing that he is a coach. Yeah. Well, look, let, we're running out of time now. Let's uh, we'll, and we'll talk about Rob. We'll talk about the, your involvement with the Lady Mural in in the second show this week. Uh, for now, uh, Danny, let's give us a prediction tomorrow night. Chelsea two 0 down. Uh, give us the score prediction for tomorrow night. Um, we win two 0 in normal time, and then we lose three two in extra time. Oh, Jeff. I'm I'm going to say three one Spurs, and we win on penalties. Oh, that's beautiful! Oh, that's beautiful, Rob. <laughs> oh God, sorry, Rob. No, sorry, that's, Rob. that's all right. Ruin I, us. Uh, um, let's go. I'm going to go with the five one that, that that you know takes us yes. right back to where we started with the uh, whenever it was, uh, Mike, two thousand and whatever, Glenn Hoddle. Yeah. I'm. Uh, we'll go for that. I'm. I'm also going to be. I uh, apologise, everyone. I'm going to go for quite an average one-one draw, and uh, and we and we'll sort of go out with a whimper. Uh, well, look, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we'll be back uh, later on this week to focus on the big one. I think a more important game when you look at where we are in the league, the North London derby, the North South London derby against the Woolwich Wanderers. Uh, back on Friday. Until then, Jeff, Rob, and Danny. Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, Cody Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network.